You're listening to a podcast of Master Your Finances with me, Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional. Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com. Another day, another dollar, and our certified financial planner professional, Kurt Baker, will give you the tips you need to turn that single into a sea of green with Master Your Finances. Whether you have enough to get by or too much in your pockets, Kurt Baker and his weekly guests are here to show you how to manage it all. Master Your Finances is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment, LLC. Now listen up, because it's time to get a hold of those money matters and master your finances. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Master Your Finances, presented by Certified Wealth Management and Investment. I am Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional, hosting your show today, and my office is located here in Princeton, New Jersey. I can be reached through our website, which is www.cw.us, or you can call me directly at 609-716-4700. Um, this week, we are very pleased to have with us uh, Jeff Hurley, um, who is the uh, Chief Operating Office slash General Manager of the Trenton Thunder. He's a native of Hamilton, New Jersey. He played baseball at nearby Steinert High School and was a pitcher at DeSalle University in Allentown, PA, graduating with a degree in accounting before joining the Thunder front office as an intern in 2004. He was hired as a group sales representative following the 2004 season and has held the titles of media relations assistant, community relations and baseball operations manager, baseball operations and accounting manager, director of finance and baseball operations and chief financial officer over the years of the Thunder. Following the 2018 season, Jeff was voted by the Eastern League as executive of the year as chief Financial officer, Hurley oversaw the financials for both Garden State Baseball and Food Service America, in addition to handling all the team's baseball operations. In addition to his role with the Thunder, he has served as a member of the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Hamilton Young Professionals Organization since 2013 on the Robert Wood Johnson University Hamilton Adult Committee for one year in 2016. And in 17, Hurley was recognized at RWJ Hamilton Young Professional of the Year, voted on by his peers. He also sits on the board of directors of the Hamilton Area YMCA, Miracle League of Mercer County, and Mid-Jersey Chamber of Commerce, the Executive Leadership Committee for American Heart Association, and Hamilton YMCA Advisory Council. Jeff is a resident of Hamilton, where he lives with his wife, Casia, uh, his newborn son, Carson, and their dog, Maydux. <laughs> Mad Ducks. Right? Maddox. Maddox. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, who was adopted through the North Star Vet Dog of the Day program. Uh, so thanks very much, Jeff, for coming on today. Um, I think you, you're involved in so many things. How do you actually do your job is what is my first question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize the bio was that long until you started reading it. So, so um, yeah, no. So no, thanks for coming on today. I mean, that's quite a background. Very interesting business you have. The Trenton Thunder, which is uh, a team, right? So it's an athletic team. So it's a little bit of a different, you know, business than most people think, at least from my perspective, coming from my world, so to speak. So I guess, first of all, what made you think to get involved? You're an intern, right? So what kind of connected you to this kind of this world um, and got you interested in being part of the Thunder initially? Yeah, it's an interesting industry, the sporting industry itself, and uh, something that, you know, I had the passion to go to uh, go into after playing baseball through college. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I knew uh, – 
once I got to college that I was not going to get drafted. I was not going to further my career past uh, uh, college baseball, which was fine. So I thought what better than, uh, than, you know, playing in it would be working in it. So that was kind of my next step. And I did a few internships uh, uh, throughout my college career. And as I graduated from the sales university, I was able to get the internship with the the Trenton Thunder. And and that kind of gave me an inside look on on what it really meant to work in the sports industry. And uh, it was something I I started to get even a a larger passion for. And I was like, hey, I can actually do this and do it for a long time. And, and, you know, I've been there 15 years. And uh, not many people say that within the sports industry, uh, uh, being in one place, but also being within uh, 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 the sport of baseball. No, that's really interesting. I mean, most of us think of like, you go to a game, you buy a ticket, you go watch a game, you have a good time. But there's a lot that happens before that game goes on, right? <laughs> there is a lot that does happen. And, and I think the, uh, the, the one of my favorite questions I get around this time is, uh, hey, baseball season doesn't start till April. What are, what are you doing? Are you at the ballpark? Are you working? And, and yeah, you know, we have 70 home games, and, and we consider them kind of a, a show. We're, we're an entertainment business with baseball in the background. Uh, that's the the minor league, uh, uh, you know, uh, clientele is we want to bring the families in. So we're planning those 70 home games as if we're doing a different show each time. So a lot of ticket sales, a lot of advertising sale, and then putting together our promo schedule, our promotions in between innings and things like that, getting the ballpark ready to go. So it's basically an entertainment business. Yeah, in a way. pretty I mean, much. From, from you know, a business perspective, I mean, I know when they go out there and they play, they're pretty serious about what they're doing. It, it is. And, and you know, there's two sides of it. You have the, the Trenton Thunder, and then you have the New York Yankees who's, who we're affiliated with. So the Yankees uh, uh, and, and Trenton Thunder partner up to bring baseball into the city of Trenton uh, along with uh, Mercer County. And uh, what what the Yankees provide us is the baseball side of things, the players – Anything in between the uh, the foul lines are, are, are the New York Yankees, the players, the coaches, things like that. And then the Trenton Thunder is everything else. So we're providing the hot dogs, the the, the business aspect of, of minor league baseball. And and uh, not many people may know who our center fielder or second baseman are at this point in their career, but everybody knows who our bat dog is and who our mascot is. So we kind of use the entertainment to sell uh, tickets, the affordability, the fun, you know, uh, uh, entertainment with with baseball in the background. Although we don't take the baseball lightly, you know, we know what sells tickets. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I honestly didn't know that. I didn't realize. So, the, so the players are actually part of the Yankees club, so to speak, in yeah. some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, we've been lucky. We've had a lot of talent come through, uh, such as Aaron Judge, Luis Severino, Gary Sanchez. A lot of those guys who you're seeing in New York now came through Trenton. But at that time, they were they were prospects, but not every fan knows exactly who they are. So for us to touch, you know, everybody within this area, whether they're a baseball fan or just someone that wants to come to a ballpark and enjoy a fireworks show, we need to uh, to also harp on that entertainment aspect of it, as well as baseball. Oh, that's incredible! That's incredible. So what have you learned from from operating it as a business? Of course, every business has to function, right? So what are some interesting things about? How this may operate as opposed to nothing. I mean, I mean, you're seasonal, right? So you you got to. I'm sure there's some type of planning that goes on now. It doesn't just happen on game day, right? The first opening day, opening day just doesn't happen, right? Sometimes we wish it would, but no. Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much. This is the time of year that we're doing a lot of ticket sales, a lot of advertising sales, which 
you know, uh, uh, the tickets are the most important. That's the lifeblood of our organization, specifically groups. We're trying to sell uh, our group to say, group sales department is, is hard at work trying to sell the groups. And, and we know we have to try and get as many people through our gates. And, and uh, you know, if we can show them a good time for three hours and, and make them forget about whatever's going on and for them to come in. And if, if they leave with a smile on their face, uh, you know, we know we did a good job. And, and you know, we are a business and, and uh, we want to, uh, you know, make a profit, but we're also, you know, we want to make people have fun too, as well, and smile and 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 enjoy themselves. No, that's fantastic. So, so right now you're focused on essentially because this is preseason, of course, right? So now, like, right? So now you're working on the next year. So you're going around to, I guess, different groups that have bought tickets in the past, and you're trying to kind of get everything pre-sold. I'm assuming because you have inventory, right? We're, you have seventy games, you have so many seats. Yep. I'm just thinking out loud as a business person. Like, Six thousand one hundred and twenty seats to sell oh, for go. seventy games. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, we 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 are looking whether they've come out in the past or or looking for for new groups. Everybody's a possibility for us. So our, our ticket sales staff is hard at work, hitting the phones, emails, going to different events, and uh, and trying to get out there as much as possible to to see if we can fill the seats every game. That's our goal. Okay, so how do you go about that, and how do you get people interested in coming out? Because I mean, you're trend. I mean, trend is like a re- people don't know that's kind of like a rebuild area, right? So you got to bring people into trends. They don't. They're not just most of them aren't just walking over to the ballpark, so mm-hmm. to speak. So you got to kind of bring people in and, and create a get them to come in. Right? Yeah, is that a little bit of a? that's, yeah, that's a that's, part of the. That's that's a part of it. And I think we're in a yeah. great location. To, you know, where we are in the city of Trenton, it's it's definitely a rebuild, but they've done a great job. They've made. Uh, uh, great steps over the past couple years, but the location we are as well is, uh, you know, we have PA right across the river. We're, we're Mercer County, who's booming, and Burlington County, and um, <clears throat> whether they're Yankee fan, Philly fans, Met fans, they're baseball fans. It's a great area to right. sell baseball, and so we just have to convince them on, you know, you're not just, you don't have to be a Yankee fan to come in. You don't just have to be a baseball fan to come in. You can come in, you're going to come to an affordable game, you're going to get the entertainment, and you're going to get good baseball as well at the double A level. So it's just trying to get our fans interested. We want to say top of mind all the time when there's a foot of snow on the ground, I tell my staff, make sure people still know who the Trenton Thunder are because we don't want them to forget us. And that's why we try and get out in the community as much as we can to the networking events, to the nonprofit events, to make sure that we remind people, hey, it's cold, it's the offseason, but baseball is right around the corner at all times. All right, so you have to keep pop in mind, get everybody interested, and uh, you want to get things sold early and get the, get people in there. And, uh, yeah, when we come right back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, how much fun it is to come to the game and why it's a great family as well as business aspect to kind of encourage people to come and get together, right? Kind of a nice event for people to get together and uh, learn more about each other, not just the game, and have a good have a good outing. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. It's all about how you manage your money. Now let's get back to learning how from Kurt Baker of Certified Wealth Management and Investment with Massier Finances. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finances. I am Kurt Baker, Certified Financial Planner Professional. I'm here with Jeff Hurley who is the uh, chief operating uh, officer slash general manager of the Trenton Thunder here locally. And um, I I didn't realize this, but you're actually tied with the Yankees. I know the Yankees players come down, but I was like, thought they were like sent down, sent up. I mean, I I didn't realize that was actually just like, kind of like where they incubate, so to speak, right? Yeah. They incubate their players and... uh, I thought it was like a demotion almost, but Be, it didn't no, really matter. No, nope, being right? affiliated with the Yankees, we get uh, it's really they're they're hopefully all of them are coming up, so they're coming right. up through their system, 
uh, with the hope to play in pinstripes one day. So, you know, we're getting the the, the younger side, the 22, 23, 24-year-old. Okay. You may get a journeyman there, but uh, they well, always like say— an injury, right? So that's somebody's injured, and they got, they're not really ready to— Rehab assignments, yeah, things like yeah, that okay. you can get. But you're looking at the the prospect. They say double-A is usually where where a lot of the big-time prospects are. You see you see a lot before they get to triple-A. And then once they get to triple-A, that kind of separates them from— uh, you know, if they can make it there, they'll they'll be in the pro soon. Well, that's incredible. So if you want to see him early, <laughs> see him early. <laughs> you know, game, you know, right? if you wanted to see Judge before he hit the pinstripes, you would have, you know, you would have had to see him in April or May of 2015 because he was on the fast track to the bigs. And uh, same thing, like a couple of guys, you may have a couple others stay here for a year or two. But um, you know, their goal is always to uh, to graduate up to the to the New York Yankees. Okay, so so this is an this is an incredibly important part of the way the, the whole baseball system works as far as the organization goes. Right? For the Yankees, yes, yes. not yes. so much for us. Right. Um, you know, we are we have zero control over what players we get, uh, what coaches we get. So um, you know, when someone asks, "Hey, you gonna you got this prospect coming up? Are you gonna call him up soon?" I have nothing to do with that. I don't even talk to Brian Cashman or any of the Yankees <laughs> brass. Buddies? No, they're not my buddies. I've talked to them, but not not in a way of, hey, you should bring this guy up right okay. now. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we are, we sit on the business side of things okay. and, and uh, um, you know, we're, we're ticket sales. In fact, uh, you know, some people ask, you know, how's your attendance? Does it affect if you're, if the Yankees are winning or if the, the Thunder are winning? It has zero effect on us. Uh, we can go 0-140 and people are still going to come out and have a good time because, you know, it's affordable. They can get a $2 hot dog and come enjoy the fireworks show. Uh, and they're going to have a good time well, that's and not have to about. spend a lot of money doing it. That's the big complaint you hear now. I mean, whether it's football, baseball, whatever it is, it's like, wow, to take my family out, you're talking like hundreds of dollars. I mean, you're talking a lot of money sometimes. Well, you can you can walk up to the uh, Thunder box office and get a ticket for $12, $13. Um, so two, three, four people, you're not really breaking the bank. If you go to Citizens Bank, you got to spend $30 just to park. Right. So, you know, that's that's the thing that we kind of pump our chests is you're getting a lot of value when you come. Uh, you're going to be entertained, and you're going to see good baseball through the New York Yankees organization or any of the other organizations that come through the ballpark. So it's a, it's a unique business, um, and, and the great thing is I don't have to worry about the baseball side. You know, that's going to take care of itself. I'm worried about the uh, the bottom line and 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 giving our fans the uh, the entertainment that that they deserve. And they so want. What, so what types of things do you do on the entertainment side, and how do you like hear like what like your customers say? Because you're you're really just the envelope around this whole thing, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm just curious, like what types of things do you do? And when maybe you change them, or what, I mean, what works? How do you figure out like what's working, what's not working? Right? You, you, how do you communicate with your base? Well, you're always testing things out, and the great thing about minor league baseball is it's a blank canvas, and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, you just don't do it again. But if it works, you continue to do it. You know, fireworks are our biggest draw, and those are uh, Thursdays and Saturdays, and they draw our biggest crowds of the season um, because who doesn't like a fireworks show? Um, and then you go to your giveaways. You have your bobbleheads and, and different stuff like that going on that, that'll draw a larger crowd, um, depending on what type of giveaway it is. Um, but bobbleheads seem to, uh, to take the reins as far as the, the top one that our fans want to get their hands on, that collectible item. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go through your, your, your daily promotions, uh, such as Tuesdays, we do dollar hot dogs and kids eat free. So knowing that you can come in and buy a ticket for, you know, 11, 12, $13, but you're not going to spend a lot on the food side of things. You can mm-hmm. get that dollar hot dog and your 12 year old son or daughter can, 
can eat for free as well. Um, on Wednesdays, we do half-price wine. On Thursdays, Ooh, we do go. the always <laughs> popular Thirsty Thursdays, where it's $2 butt and butt light drafts. So um, we're trying to, to, to you know, see how much we can do. We try, we try and bring in as many acts as possible in terms of, you know, autograph signings and, and kid show uh, characters and things like that. And it, it's always testing. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? But the great thing about minor league baseball is you take that chance. And uh, if it works, you probably repeat it in a month. And if not, <laughs> you, you throw it out and you say, okay, may, maybe this wasn't best for us. Oh, cool. So what type of people come in for the autographs have you had in for that? That's you know, if... We work with a couple uh, uh, dealers. Steiner Sports is one of them, who's a big dealer out of New York. Uh, so they get a lot of Yankees or, or ex, you know, football players. So you either get just the, the 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 fans that that really follow the autographs in general, or you may get a big Yankee fan. But uh, depending on what type of signing it is, sometimes kids will kind of go after it. Sometimes adults. So uh, it really depends on 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 the type of uh, uh, you know professional athlete or, or character you bring in. Um, and, and it really tailors to, to, you know, that demographic. So what do you, what do you do with a stadium? Like when the Yankees are not in the stadium, is it just empty the whole time or are there any other uses for the stadium? I mean, it's a big place. That's right? a good question. Cause we only have 70 <laughs> games. And, uh, so yeah, we'll try and rent it out as much as possible to, uh, to, local, you know, Babe Ruth or Little League, American Legion, high schools. Uh, we do a lot of showcases. So outside vendors come in and we'll run showcases for us. We do, uh, you know, different types of baseball camps. Uh, we we have a uh, pork roll festival at the end of September where we team up with Case Pork Roll and, uh, and we put on this this huge uh, festival with different types of Oktoberfest beers and, and pork roll items such as our uh, – uh, we have a uh, Thunder Dog, which is a hot dog wrapped, wrapped in pork roll and cheese, and a Sticky Pig, which is a, uh, a pork roll, cheese, and bacon on a glazed donut. So different items like that, and it, it tops off with um, we, we partner up with Major League Eating, and we bring in Joey Chestnut and a couple other professional eaters, and they see how many wait, wait, pork roll sandwiches they can eaters? eat. Professional leaders. That's a, that's a, that's a thing. That's a real job. That's a, yeah. That can't be. Yeah. Nathan, Nathan's <laughs> hot dog competition. I'm sure you've seen that on the 4th oh, sure. of July. The, those, a, those guys will come in professionals? and try, they'll try and eat as many pork roll sandwiches as possible. For, uh, 42 was the record. Someone, I think, ate 50 this past year. 50 pork roll sandwiches in 10 minutes. And they lived. I don't, think, I don't think I would survive for those ten minutes. They did once they once they stop. It's not my it's not my issue anymore. But yeah, those those types of things we're trying to bring. We do a lot of uh, you know, charity walks and things like that as well. So um, although we have seventy Trenton Thunder games, we're trying to do other things around the ballpark to uh, bring in additional revenue for us. Yeah, charity walk. I think I went for a kidney foundation once. I think we did a walk down there once. We've done uh, worked with the kidney foundation, yeah. the American Heart, uh, autism. You know, different stuff like like that have have rented out the stadium, and it's good for us because it brings us additional visibility. We may get fans that just haven't been to the ballpark yet, or haven't been to the ballpark in a while, and this kind of brings them in, and they look around and and oh wow, this is pretty cool. Maybe I should come here and check out a game. So it definitely gives you know our ballpark and the Trenton Thunder more visibility the more people we can bring in. Yeah, that's what I was kind of saying earlier is it's it's a really nice place down there once you get there, but you don't it's not like you drive by it or see it. You know, like some stadiums you drive by and it's like it's right there in your face, right? Oh yeah, we need to go to the game next weekend. But this one you got to 
kind of remember, oh, wait, I got to go down there. <laughs> you got to think off, about it a little uh, bit. We, we are, we're not off the, you know, the major highway like right. I-95 I, I or something like right. that, but we have Route 29 that, that, that Arm & Hammer Park sits on, and you'll see, you know, we get a, a, a lot of cars, but you're right. You have to continue to get out your name, the Trenton Thunder, out into the community and get, you know, advertise out there and make sure that, that we don't become an afterthought and that we do stay top of mind so people do come to the ballpark and, and uh and enjoy some time with us no no it's great it's great yeah we'll we'll be right back in just a few minutes to talk a little bit more about the, why it's important to like support your local community parks and why it, there's so many facets to it there's lots of things you can do as a business owner to come down or if you're a nonprofit, use it so you have 70 games a year but there's also a lot of other things that go on and the venue is still there so it still can be used for other things as well we'll be right back in just a few minutes it's all about how you manage your money. Now let's get back to learning how from Kurt Baker of Certified Wealth Management and Investment with Massier Finances. Welcome back. You're listening to Massier Finances. I am Kurt Baker here with Jeff Hurley, who is the um, Chief Operating Officer and slash General Manager of the Trenton Thunder here locally. And there's a lot more to the, the Thunder organization than I realized ahead uh, beforehand. I kind of thought it was all about the baseball and the Yankees and all that stuff. But um, it's a venue there. And as uh, Jeff pointed out, there's 70 baseball games a year. But this is more about providing an entertainment venue. And a lot of other things happen. I mean, I know I went to a Kendi walk down there once. And that was nice. We went down. We walked around the stadium. It's a beautiful area. And um, the thing is, unless you kind of think about it, you don't automatically go there. I mean, being from where I am up in Plainsboro, it's not right there, but once you get there, it's great. So it's, it's, it's important to kind of encourage people to come down. And I know you had a big event last year. 2018 was a big year for you. So can you tell us a little bit about what happened in 2018 and how you celebrated that? It was big. And uh, we were not only celebrating the 2018 season, which we do you know, every year, but we had our 25th season. So we've been uh, in the city of Trenton as the Trenton Thunder for 25 years, which has been, which has been great. And, you know, to, to, uh, even, you know, make 2018 a bigger year. We hosted the 2018 Eastern League All-Star Game where where all the best talent from the, uh, the league came into town for a two-day event in July. So uh, we were lucky enough to put on uh, a huge show uh, all year long, but then uh, really, uh, you know, come together for that 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 two-day all-star game event so it was a lot of fun it was a lot of planning it was about a year and a half of planning uh but the 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 staff did a tremendous job of uh of really putting a, a show on so how did that planning work i mean that's a big deal right so what did what did you kind of do to plan that out and and what kind of things did you do to make sure that all happened the way you want to have because so, that is a big event. Yeah. So, what so were some things you had to do to make sure that went off the way you wanted it to go. So off? once we once we were announced that we were going to be hosting in 2018, I, I believe we found out in 2016. Um, you know, we we kind of put an outline in place of what exactly we wanted to do in terms of uh, adding value to just the All Star Game. So we decided to make it a two day event. Um, so we opened our gates on on Tuesday, July 10th at uh, around 4.30, and the first event was a charity baseball game played by the New York City police officers and the Philadelphia police officers. So we've had a relationship with them for about three or four years where they've come to our ballpark and play their charity game. So we kind of uh, asked them to do it 
during the all-star festivities and they were really open to it so uh that was a neat thing you you go to a lot of different all-star games and and you might see like the uh the d-list celebrity softball game or something like that and uh we didn't really want to do that here so uh we thought this would be different something cool unique um and and a nice tie-in being you know in the middle of new york and and philadelphia so we had a lot of fun with that and then we followed it up with the uh the home run derby at the uh, afterwards, which they they put on a great show. I got a little nervous after the first guy hit. I think it was two or three home runs, and I was uh, I was a little worried no one was going to hit more than that. And uh, I think the second or third guy came up and hit 15, and the crowd got into it, and it was close to a sellout. So um, it was loud, and it was. It, how does the know. home run? How does that work? The home run derby. Can you explain? So like, they what had is that? they what had five that? minutes to uh, hit hit as many home runs as they could. So uh, it was eight contestants uh, and top two advanced. So I think the top two going into the finals hit 15 and 13 home runs each and then the uh the the finals was a walk-off style they were tied at 11 with uh, around 30 seconds left and uh, i forget his name but a guy from the reading phillies hit kind of like a a home run in walk-off fashion got a standing ovation so it was really cool uh to see that and uh you know he won a cash prize he won uh, close to a year supply of case pork roll, so you know I keep mentioning pork roll, but uh, we're, you know it's a Trenton delicacy, so you got to have it at the ballpark. But you know that was cool, and then uh, we we tried to top that day with with the All Star Game itself. Uh, we had the Budweiser Clydesdales uh, there in attendance, so that was really cool. Bernie Williams, a former uh, New York Yankee All Star, played the national anthem on his guitar. Uh, we had Carlos Pena and Ken Griffey Sr., who were former baseball players, uh, act as uh, acting managers for each side. We have Vince Papali there uh, to throw out a ceremonial first pitch as well. Uh, we did an autograph session with with the team. So, um, you know, it was a, it was a cool event. I, uh, our staff did a tremendous job. Over 8,000 fans came for the All-Star Game itself. We had over uh, 12,500 fans during the two-day event. Um, and, and as I mentioned, we only hold 6120, so we were packing them in, and and I think everybody left uh, uh, with with a, a smile on their face that night. We actually went into extra innings, or we were tied at the end of the game. So uh, in minor league baseball for all star games, you don't go into extra innings; you do a hit off. Mm-hmm. So we actually had hit off, which was pretty cool. It was one one uh, cont- uh, player from each team, and they they um, they went for a minute to see who can pretty much hit the most home runs. Um, in that minute, and that really? decided the winner. So it was a unique ending to to it as well. Like sudden death, kind of. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So uh, confusing at first, but uh, you know, once we got the hang of it, and once we got it going, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a cool event to work. That was my second All Star game. I got to work, and uh, you know, you learn a lot from your first one, and and to get to run it and get to work with the staff that we have. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you, what do you learn from it? Since you already that's not your second one, what did you do differently between the first and the second one? What do you because you always learn something when you do a major event like that. Like what? What was the best thing you did, and then what's the thing you're like? Eh, maybe we should have or shouldn't have done this. You know, you know the 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 thing that we changed from 2019 or 2009 to 2018 was we made it a two day event. Back in 09, we had uh, a sort of a gala type for just the players and and VIPs um, that we put together, uh, which was nice and it was cool. But this year we wanted to open the ballpark to our fans for two days. Um, so we decided to make it more fan fan friendly, uh, get the fans in and into our ballpark as much as possible, have them see the players as close up as you can at that ballpark, and uh, really make it a two day event. So that was one positive, I think, or of many that we really did. Um, you know, we, we were we were packed. Uh, uh, 
and and you know parking is a little bit tough down there so that was probably something that we learned is is you know maybe maybe put out more messages to get fans there early okay. uh, just so they could get a parking spot early and get into the ballpark um, we still had fans arriving you know in the second third inning just because of uh, of the crowds that were coming in that day but, oh so you're really um, packed you yeah. know but we still uh, you know even after that it was still a, it was still a lot of fun to work and and everybody had a great time. That's fantastic. So you ready for the next one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go as a fan to the next one. Yes. Okay. No, but I, I, I would every every couple of years I definitely host an All Star game. Just you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of planning, but it's hard to to you know the revenue that's coming in is 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 big for our company as well. So um, you know to put an experience like that for our fans specifically our our most uh, our, our season ticket holders who who mean the world to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're our most loyal fans. For them to to be able to get to come see in a ballpark at Arm and Hammer Park, it was great. But uh, yeah, I would I would do it again. I'd do it again next year if I could, but I don't have it next right. year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it rotates a little bit. Yes, through the thing. exactly. So you, you, I mean, you mentioned the season ticket holders, but I know really important. I know I've been there a few times with some uh, companies that have like the box area. So how mm-hmm. does all that work? You know, if your company wants to have a box. Uh, Seating. I mean, well, those those are nice up there. Yeah. So so you can you can rent that those boxes out or, or seats on, on a year round basis, uh, all seventy games, or you can do 35, 20, 18. We can tailor packages to to anyone's needs uh, in, in those terms. And yeah, you know, talking about our season ticket holders. Although groups is kind of a the lifeblood of of our organization. The most loyal fans that are coming through our gate are our season ticket holders, mm-hmm. the ones that are there for 70 games. And and they mean a lot to us, and we try and, you know, uh, treat them like like they are, you know, our most loyal fans and take care of them as much as possible. Um, you know, when they're there all 70 games rooting on the Thunder, wow. um, you know, it means a lot to us. And, and uh, you know, they all know who they are, and uh, it's always great to see, especially, especially opening night when you get to see them. You know, you know the baseball season's back. So what are they? Other you know them well, obviously really well. So you just treat them really. I get to you, I get, you get to know, to know a lot of them. Yeah, when you're seeing them for 70 games, I try and get out into the crowd every every game pre pre uh, first pitch. I'll try and walk around, say hi to as many fans as I can. I want to be as visible as possible. I don't want to hide behind doors. I want to be you know if someone has a complaint, come up and tell me. Right. So we can fix it. Um, I want people to to see me. I want people to see my staff so that they can, uh, you know, be open and honest with us because the only way we're going to get better is even if it's bad uh, feedback for us, that's how we're going to get better. We want positive feedback, and we get a lot of it, but, you know, even some of that negative will get us better as well. So we want to make sure that we're visible, that we're asking questions. How how can we get better? How can we make your experience that much better? Not just to our season ticket holders, but also our groups, our individual buyers, things like that. We want we you know we want people to leave with a smile on their face and uh, and that's the only way that they're gonna that, that we're gonna get better is if we know uh, what we're doing and and if we're doing it right or not. Well, I think that's great. You're getting direct feedback for your from your customers, which is important. A lot of but companies kind of forget that you got to really get that feedback constantly. So um, yeah, appreciate that very much. Um, we're we'll back to talk a little bit more about the Thunder and uh, why it's important to come down and uh, enjoy a game and or have an event. Down to the Thunder. We'll be right back. It's all about how you manage your money. Now let's get back to learning how from Kurt Baker of Certified Wealth Management and Investment with Master Finances. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Finance. I'm Kurt Baker, Certified Financial Planner Professional, here with uh, Jeff Hurley, who is the uh, Chief Operating Officer and General Manager of the Trenton Thunder. 
And very interesting business model. I never realized how much was involved. But basically, you're, you're running the venue, and the, um, and the baseball team comes in, and that's a huge part of what you do. But there's many other things that you do throughout the year and supporting lots of other organizations, including nonprofits. And I think you had, like, the Boy Scouts there and just all kinds of different things that go on. Corporate events can be held there and things like that. So um, just be thinking, how do you, like, stay in touch with people and how do you market all these Almost, it almost sounds like too many things you can do because there's so many options that are available. How do you like let people know about all these things? I mean, from the scouts camping out to holding a walk to you know actually going to a baseball game. So a lot of the things <laughs> when it when it when it comes down to groups, where it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Our sales staff is always trying to reach out and find you know the next uh, ticket sale that they can make. So um, really getting out within the community, going to network events, uh, uh, nonprofit. Uh, uh, events, things like that. Um, we, you know, we have our own database through our sales. So uh, we'll market ourselves through different email blasts, whether it's a, a tailored to a certain segment of fans. Um, you know, the, the the fans that came to our Thirsty Thursday games, we'll, we'll blast them out on Thursday night games so, so they know when our uh, Thirsty Thursdays are. Or just, you know, we send out a weekly email blast called our Fun on Deck um, bi-weekly in the off season, so we're not uh, bombarding our fans with too mm. much, but just keeping them up to date on you know the different ticket packages that we have, the different events, the different promotions uh, that we have going on at the ballpark. So we do stay top of mind, but we also you know we're 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 trying to get out there in the community with our advertising as well. We're a normal business where we'll pay to advertise. You know whether it be uh, newspaper, radio. Um, you know we've had a, a billboard campaign for the last three or four years. Um, spread out throughout the Mercer County, Bucks County, Burlington County area, trying to figure out what the best uh, uh, tool for us is. Um, digital marketing, you know, that's making a big push uh, right now. So we're getting involved in that. And, and and one of my favorites, the, the Facebook social media marketing, I think you really get a great bang for your buck on, on, on that platform. And so we're always trying to think of new ways to uh, really push the Trenton Thunder name and and all our events out there. Uh, like you said, we have a lot going on in those seventy dates. So you know we're trying to to get the word out as much as possible to to as many different people as we can. Yeah, that's amazing. You just named a lot of stuff. So I mean, uh, so that yeah, interesting. Some of these things not every business thinks about. So you think like the billboards is interesting to me. So is that unique? You think to the fact that you're a sporting event and your venue and things like that? Because I mean, not. You see different types of people advertise on billboards. I always found them to be kind of fascinating because you're driving by, but that's like a top of mind thing, right? So you've got something you want to keep it in front of them a little bit. So yeah, how, so do, you, how do you think about how we, to do that? I'm just curious. We kind of had two strategies going on. Uh, we went digital on the billboard campaign a little bit. So those marketing types were more uh, you can change your, 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 your message oh. constantly. So we would say, okay, the, you know, a day before a game, hey, come out and see the ball uh, – the Trenton Thunder play, we have a bobblehead giveaway or it's fireworks or something. So we were constantly changing our message on the static. It was more stay top of mind. Hey, uh, you know, the one campaign we did in, in Bucks County was we're only 10 minutes away over the bridge, come out for, you know, family fun, family entertainment, something like that. Um, and and it, it's really just because we want to be seen in the community that, hey, we're we're here, you know, don't forget about us. Right. Even if you're not going to come tonight, you know, think about us throughout your summer and and, and include us in some of your plans 
um, because we're we're not competing with with the baseball of the Philadelphia Phillies or the um, New York Yankees. We're competing with the movie theaters, Sesame Place, uh, the beach, um, you know, Six Flags Great Adventure, those kind of things that that we're always researching to see where their pricing is, where, what what they're doing to drive traffic. Those are those are uh, you know kind of the, the companies that we're up against, and and uh, those are, those are the clients that we want to bring in too as well. Oh, that's interesting. I never would have thought of that. The Great Adventure and the Thunder are like, because I guess it's a family event. They're both kind of family things. But, yep, so, exactly. But you can do them all, right? We, you, can, you can do them all. <laughs> can and and them I have all. nothing wrong with Six Flags or Sesame Place, but come to a Thunder game first. And, uh, but yeah, so uh, you're, you're constantly t- you know, looking over your shoulder and seeing what they're doing and, and how they're marketing. And you know, some of the items you can steal uh, as well right. uh, if they have uh, some cool ideas. But you know, we're, again, we're always staying top of mind, and and we're always looking for the next way we can market, um, utilizing the technology that's out there. Text message marketing, we're looking into. Do you have um, a way to track any of this? I mean, sometimes the hard thing about some of these is it's hard to track, right? Like well, you that, put a billboard up, can you? How do you how do you know? <laughs> well, that is the tough part about billboard marketing is really how do you know? Right. And uh, but the digital marketing side and the Facebook marketing, you know, you kind of can track right. uh, because your link is 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 through that that ad. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to track, but, um, and, and that's always the question is what's your return on investment. And we constantly hear that too, when we're talking to, uh, to potential advertisers and things like that, what's the return on investment? Because some stuff's so, trackable, but other stuff is still the old, I'll call it the old fashioned media, right? Where you, you can't really tell, you're but more, you're you know, you branding. want awareness, right? Yeah. Like Coca-Cola is like everywhere, right? Yep. People buy Coke, obviously, but mm-hmm. you can't track the, the Coke billboard. <laughs> Where do they hear about you? Yeah. And that's why I'm a big fan <laughs> of the, the digital marketing because yeah. you can track it and, and uh, you know, Facebook itself, you can really dig down deep to uh, who you're going after. You know, if Redding Phillies come into town, who's a, the Philadelphia Phillies affiliate, we can really go after the Phillies fan through Facebook. If they if they like the Phillies page, we can really tailor them. Say, hey, the Phillies are coming into town. Come come check them out at the Trenton Thunder. Come see the the rising prospects mm-hmm. for the Philadelphia Phillies. Same thing for the Mets and things like that. So that's you know, I like how you can dig and, and really segment market. The, to those type of people and, and really feel like you're getting more value out of your dollar. Now, did you mention like a digital billboard? Because I've, I've kind of heard about those, but I don't really see many of those. So We, we did uh, a, a little bit last year. We were on Route 1 in Princeton, okay. the digital so billboards I've seen some up there. of their, they, they seem to be coming up now where like you'll see like two or three ads. Yeah. But so it, those a, you can just change rotation. pretty closely? Yeah. So I think they need a couple hours notice to the company oh, that's and, good. And, uh, and they would get that up. And, and now we're more... You know, looking into the the digital of Google and right. uh, Google Ads and things like that. So um, you, the billboards work great for us, and and we enjoyed doing that campaign. And we're always, but we're always trying to think what's the next best thing and and what we can do to to continue to get the name out. And maybe it is billboards. That's that's what the off season's for. Right. To kind of uh, uh, sit back and 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 really uh, look from ten thousand feet above and say, okay, this did work. This didn't right. work. What what are we going to do next? And what's going to be our next strategy to to really get the name out? And you go out to change like uh, different networking events too. So how do you just how do you uh, network? That's that's the old fashioned way, but that works. Right? It does, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the grassroots, uh, you know, talking you're going out there works. talking to people, introducing yourself. Um, the great thing is everybody wants to talk baseball. So when you get there in the room go. and they find 
Trenton Thunder. They don't know you might be selling them something, but uh, they want to talk baseball. They want to hear about what the Yankees are doing or what's going on within the industry. So, so that's a great thing. We're, you know, we're not selling something that that people really don't want to hear. We're 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 selling baseball, and everybody, you know, mostly everyone, I should say, love baseball. And, right. And so it's a little bit easier for us to go into a room, but you know, it's all it's intimidating at first, especially for our young sales staff uh, to go into a room with with their um, other professionals and and to just butt into a conversation and introduce mm-hmm. himself. But once you get the hang of it and you start going more often and you get to see uh, people, you know, you're building those relationships. And that's what we tell a lot of our salespeople is to continue to build a relationship. You may not make a sale in the first year or two, but continue to to, to talk with them, be their friend, build that relationship and and work on something down the road. And and I think the networking, whether it's through a chamber event, is is so important just to get out there. And and uh, again, you're, you're, you're keeping yourself top of mind, you're keeping the thunder top of mind. Right. So from what I understand, like you, the, the direct networking, just good old-fashioned phone calls seems to work, right? And then you got good old email marketing. You've got the Google ads, the Facebook, some of the basics because that's trackable. So you got to blend it. I, I guess what I'm hearing here, which is what a lot of business owners sometimes forget, is you really have to kind of mix it up a little bit, right? Then no one thing necessarily works for any particular client you're trying to reach. Yeah, we try and do everything. Yeah. We're not we're not going to discriminate off of any type of marketing to get our name out there. Obviously, uh, you know, phone calls and emails uh, uh, continue to work and, and right. work uh, well for us, and we're never going to stop that. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is not everybody has a home phone anymore. You know, I don't. I have a line, but I don't have a phone connected because <laughs> I use my cell phone all the time. Right. So, you know, we want to try and when we are collecting data, making sure we're getting the right data so we can reach out, whether it be email, whether it be phone and and, and be able to talk to someone um, and, and talk baseball, talk Trenton Thunder. What, what better thing can you do? Thanks for coming on today and talking baseball. No, thank and tell you. Tell us a little bit about it. the back-end operation, that uh, a lot of which I had never heard before. I think it's interesting how there's separate businesses kind of within the business uh, there itself, and there's a lot that could be done down there. Obviously, you can enjoy a nice baseball game, um, a lot of other events that go on there during the year. Uh, you've been listening to Master Your Finances, and I am Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional. I can be reached uh, through our website, which is uh, – cwmi.us or you can call me directly at 609-716-4700 you can listen to this podcast as well as all of them at masteryourfinances.us and remember together we can master your finances so you can enjoy financial peace of mind it's hard to keep up with the fast-paced financial world but because of master your finances you have a head start thank you for listening to this week's edition of master your finances with Kurt Baker, our certified financial planner professional, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Tune in next week, Sunday at 9 a.m., to get a boost on your financial planning. But if you missed a week, you can check out past episodes. Just go to masteryourfinances.us to check out past episodes and more. Master Your Finances is underwritten by Certified Wealth Management and Investment LLC. Money doesn't grow on trees, but it can grow your portfolio. Thanks to Kurt Baker and Master Your Finances on Sundays at 9 a.m., exclusively on. 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx.com. 